generation is rising on an emerging generation of kings. The entire congregation and then my wife and I, but I just wanted to know that we really do celebrate you. I think that women are not celebrated often enough. I think that their role and their importance has been grossly misrepresented and undermined. And some parts of the teaching today will speak to some of the powers, powers of women that the enemy ever so often tries to hijack and use for his own. But for the things that you do, for the prayers that you offer, for the consistency in taking care of people, and many of you become mothers before you become mothers. Because from when you're six, or seven you already see the little girl pulling her brother across the street already taking up responsibility even in, in house chairs ruling and governing managing the house managing the house the women play such a big role but there are many other things that women have done now read some of them some of the greatest inventions that we have in the world today were actually invented or created by women and whether you have an invention that is material or not, whether your inventions are spiritual, I want to know that the Father loves you, that we appreciate you, that you're very special and very dear. And that's why the enemy has tried to attack you ever so often. But we stand as men in this house and say, we're going to protect you. We're going to stand up for you. Oh, the men are not giving me any witness apart from Tina. Oh, man, come on, man, don't do this, man, man. So we're going to fight for you. We're going to protect you. We're going to teach you. We're going to handle some of your excesses. As you handle many of our excesses. We will not let you be the only ones bearing the burden. We will carry with you. And we will provide the much needed leadership. That many of you are craving for. And we're going to raise kings in this house. Men of character men of valor whose shoulders are broad enough not only to wear bling bling but to shoulder the responsibility whose shoulders are broad enough not only for biceps and vanity metrics on social media for what does it profit a man if he has biceps but he cannot buy seps you know seps eh? you don't know seps We love you. Please put your hands together for the women and they've received watching my time this morning. This is a house of celebration. And it will not cease in the name of Jesus. We will not get tired of congratulating one another. John chapter 2. John chapter 2. John chapter 2 let's read together the count of three to one we read on the third day there was a wedding in Cana of Galilee and the mother of Jesus was there now both Jesus and his disciples were invited to the wedding and when they ran out of wine the mother of Jesus said to him they have no wine Jesus said to her woman what does your concern have to do with me my hour has not yet come his mother said to the servants, whatever he says to you, what? Now there were set there six water pots of stone, according to the manner of purification of the Jews. 
containing 20 or 30 gallons a piece. Jesus said to them louder, fill the water pots with water and they fill them up to the brim. And he said to them, draw some out now and take it to the master of the feast. And they took it when the master of the feast had tasted the water that was made wine and did not know where it came from. But the servants who had drawn the water knew the master of the feast called the bridegroom and he said to him, every man at the beginning sets out the good wine and when the guests have well drunk, then the inferior. You have kept the good wine. Verse 11, this beginning of signs, Jesus did in Cana of Galilee and manifested his glory and his disciples I prophesy that because of the manifestations of the glory of God in your life, people will believe in Christ. I need your amen to be louder, Corey. It's good to see you. Louder, stronger, more convincing. I believe that the Lord is going to raise radical revolutionaries who will not operate from a place of aggression, but from a place of rest. That that rest will become the springboard for dynamic manifestations of divine power and wisdom. In the name of Jesus. There are many things I could teach or ex extrapolate from this teaching this morning. But before I go into exegesis can, exegesis, can we just pray, Lord, I thank you because our hearts are open, our minds are nimble, our souls are attentive, and we are retentive to that which you are pouring, O God, as wine from heaven this morning. Thank you because the tutorial ministry of the Holy Ghost is in full operation. Nobody will walk out of this place confused. Our minds are enlightened. Our understanding is deepened. And more so we are empowered. And we understand the boundary lines of our jurisdictional authority. Our governmental responsibilities. And that which you have called us to do. I pray especially for the women in this place. That they find their places. And they fill their spaces. In tune with the mentorship of the Holy Ghost. We give you praise that the men are not left behind and all the children are blessed too. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Amen. Can your amen please be louder? Amen. I want us to understand that everything that God does is an extension of his wisdom. The Bible is very clear to make us know that by wisdom, the Bible makes it very clear to us that by wisdom, God established the earth and the heavens. The word even makes it very clear to us, I believe it's Psalm chapter 24, sorry, Proverbs 24 verse 3, that by wisdom is a house built. By understanding that house is established and by knowledge its rooms are filled with precious treasures. I could break that down but I don't want to get distracted. I want to stay on the fact that requires wisdom to build. That if you're going to build anything, wisdom is required. It says in Proverbs, I am wisdom. By me, the foundations of the earth were established and the cuttings of the heavens were stretched forth. It said, I am wisdom and with me dwells riches, long life and honor. That the things the people are running after, looking for, seeking desperately, that they are outshoots, products, fruits, progenitors, uh, or offspring rather, of wisdom. Somebody say, I have wisdom. And so by the wisdom of God, when he actually created man, no, when he made man, God in his wisdom, the word says male and female, he created them. The male and the female components, guess where they were? They were in man. They were in the male man. 
They were in the mailman. Please listen to me today because this is very, very, very important. They were in the mailman. The wisdom of God. The wisdom of God necessitated that even though he had it in mind to create the female gender, female species, the first manifestation of humankind that must precede must be the male man. I believe that there are actually reasons connected to this why the Redeemer does not come as a woman. The Redeemer comes as a man. And in the Bible, the word is called the Kingsman Redeemer. That even when Ruth comes into the field of humanity and there's the Ruth Boaz thing, she still needed a Kingsman Redeemer. Don't forget the male and female were first in man. The original picture was not a man being in the woman. The first picture is the woman in the man. Somebody say God's wisdom. Shout aloud and say God's wisdom. And so that already showcases the precedence. Now the fact that man is supposed to be precedent, preceding in that order, does not mean man is always excellent. So the fact that you're always precedent does not mean you're always excellent. The fact that you are the first to appear does not mean you are the best at everything. And so when it was that man was put in the garden, the word now says that God looked at man and he discovered, he said to himself, it is not good for man to be alone. That word good does not mean it is bad or evil. He's saying the word good and actually in the Hebrew actually means the best. In other words, this is not the best that man can be. It's not the best that man can be that he functions with the woman without external expression. So understand this now, that the first deal there was not that man was supposed to have a woman for his own pleasure. It was for the purpose of a big picture, an assignment, a mandate for which the woman is necessitated. What it means therefore is, if there is a woman in my life that is not in sync with the picture for which I'm called, she is more of a liability than an asset. What it also means for a woman, whether single or married, is that if our expressions are disconnected from the picture God has for her, she's just burning energy but making no spiritual progress. Because the wisdom of God necessitates that this whole family, this whole house, should be built as one. Somebody say one. And so you see this now, that when God made man, male man, female man, put them together in one masculine figure, when he divides, watch this, when he separates the woman from the man, it is not a division, it's a multiplication. Somebody looking at that union and seeing what God was doing would see it as subtraction. Would see it as separation, would see it as division. But it was multiplication in progress. The reason I'm saying this is that there's a culture and there's a generation across the world right now where it is in fact the man thinks that if a woman gives expression is demeaning who I am. Oh my. Who am I speaking to right? If the woman gets expression, it does not demean who I am if the expression is the extension of God's mandate concerning my life. And what has happened is the enemy is a master at extremes. A generation that oppressed women so much, suppressed them, subjected them. So they got angry and pent up and frustrated and said, we need to do something about it. And so they reacted. Watch this. They were not responding to a call. They were reacting to a frustration. Oh, can I speak this morning? And because they've been suppressed for so long, when they react, they go to another extreme where it is, who needs a man anyway? Neither of the extremes is God's agenda. 
neither of the extremes so God separates them so he could multiply them he didn't separate them so that the women figures can actually now become big and then the men are emasculated he didn't separate them so that the men can become progressive and great achievers and the women are doing nothing but scratching the bonds pieces of food at the bottom of the charcoal pot He said, I'm separating them so that when they come together, there's a multiply effect. If there is a man beside you, tell that man, women are powerful. Or you've got to say louder than that. If there's a woman beside you, you can say that as well. Say, women are powerful. I need to say louder with more conviction, with more depth, with more authority. Women are powerful. A lot of times when people read inventions, they speak about the inventions that men have done. But I just want to read a couple of things that women have produced, even in more recent times. And now go to the Bible. How many of you know what the aquarium is? The aquarium, you know an aquarium? Do you know a woman invented the aquarium? Men are like, eh, who aquarium? Eh. Can you invent something more serious? But how many of you know that it has a therapeutic effect and a decorative effect? Oh, you don't know that. You know, the aquarium people have in their minds is the one you used to have, the rich father's friend in your house. Or if your dad was rich in the 80s and early 90s, where that glass box had water and one golden fish that was struggling to survive. <laughs> now put popcorn, Pringles, and something inside until the fish finally died. <laughs> Some of you poked it, poked it. Who poked this fish? Pork, pork. But we even invented the aquarium. But if you go to uh, Dubai Marine World, right, or to some other developed countries, and you see the magnificence and the beauty, that came from a woman. You're like, well, I'm not impressed. How about the ice cream maker? Like, eh? So what? Okay, let's, let's go deeper. That was by Nancy Johnson in 1843. But do you know in that same 1843, computer algorithm was invented by a woman. Oh, nobody's still impressed. Do you know without the computer algorithm, you have no iPads, you have no operating software as you know it, that you have nothing of such as you know it. Engineering will be so limited and restricted. Is there anybody who wants to celebrate God for routing that wisdom? How about the submarine lamp and telescope by Sarah Martha in 1845? How about the paper bag making machine? In other words, there will be no trash bag or waste bag or popcorn bag if the woman was not in there. How about the dishwasher? And like all these things are homemade things. Yes, because most men will be suffocating in a pile of trash in their houses without women in their lives. Have I got a witness? Come on, somebody. Is there any bachelor or manchelor who left dirty plates in the kitchen for three days and it became like a laboratory experiment, spirogyra growing everywhere? Where are the men who want to be honest enough to say, if not for a woman in my life, my kitchen will be a botanical garden with all kinds of things growing here and there. Uncle A.Y. is with me this morning. How many of you know that some of us men, we can go three weeks wearing the same pair of socks and in our minds, we're like nothing spoiled because it acts like disinfectant to kill the mosquitoes in the house. But thank God for the women. Can we celebrate? Any man that is looking too serious, you are very guilty. 
The women can see the things that we cannot see. <laughs> and that's why the enemy is trying so hard to make all the women feel like if you're keeping the home front, you are not effective. There is a reason the Bible says concerning the army of Israel. He says the, when, the men went out to, to war, but the women divided the spoil. Men can be good at planting the yam, making the yam, peeling the yam. But when it's time to mix the yam into yam flour and into amola and to apportion it, haven't you seen how your mother used to serve the same portion of food without using any kind of meter to measure it? But it's the same igbako, the same mound. Come on, somebody. Anybody knows what I'm talking about? Have you seen those dundu fryers? They cut it with symmetry. Or the people that do akara, one blob. 50 grams, 50 grams. Women are more effective than many mechanical machines. It's organic, it's intuitive. It's something that God put on the inside of them. So women are powerful. Help me get out of your seat and look for that woman that looks very nice to you. And tell that woman, do you know you're powerful? In 1875, one woman called Ellen Feeds invented globes. Another woman, 1872, Josephine Cochran invented dishwasher. Her name is Cochran, but she didn't run away. Uh, in 1879, Mary Walton invented the locomotive chimney. Do you know in 1881, Mary Walton created a system to reduce noise caused by trains? Because many women also love their sleep. A man doesn't care that much until he's really, really frustrated or exhausted. But it's like I've made the train. The train is walking. Women say we can reduce the noise in this thing. And the enemy will try to seduce every woman thinking, make your own train. I hope somebody's following this right now. That if you're not making your train, you're not making anything. But do you know how many people can enjoy not just faster, but also smoother transportation? Because a woman looked at a train that man had made, said there is something missing in this. How about, how about in education? You know those blocks, those alphabet blocks were invented by Adeline Whitney in 1882. Fire escape. So now there are men in the fire service. But how many of you will be comfortable releasing your daughter to work in the fire service? In the name of what a man can do. A woman can do better. See, if a man gets caught in the fire, not too much is lost. But if a woman gets caught in the fire, many parts that are important. Oh. The ironing board was made by a woman. Car heater was made by a woman so that the children won't freeze to death. The medical syringe was made by a woman. Street sweeping machine made by a woman. Windshield wiper that has prevented many accidents was made by a woman. The first Monopoly game. So men, you think you are good at that game. Men can play the game. Women can play the game better. A woman invented Monopoly. Oh, you don't hear that. So when many men think they are playing a woman, 
the right woman has already played you out of the system. <laughs> Have you noticed a mature woman? A mature woman, when somebody comes to break up with a mature woman, <laughs> the woman is just laughing because she broke up with you three months ago. <laughs> a mature woman, not, not the one that is just getting circumcised. Some of you are just getting circumcised in heart matters. They're broken up with you, you're surprised. <laughs> a mature woman, all the mature, married, or relationship, three, four, you, you, are, you were out before he came. You just wanted to give him the dignity of being the one to announce what you decided. <laughs> Retractable dog leash, invented by a woman. Coffee filter, invented by the woman. The refrigerator, invented by a woman. Hot water heater, invented by the wo woman. Airplane muffler, invented by the woman. Central heating, invented by the woman. Foot pedal trash can, like that one, invented by a woman. Micro electrode, invented by a woman. Low reflection glass, so that there is no glare, invented by a woman. Wireless transmission technology, like this microphone uses, invented by a woman. Thermoelectric power generator, invented by a woman. Of course, disposable diaper antifungal drug liquid paper computer software waterproof leather protector rocket fuel in other words Buzz Aldrin and Hillary Tenzin you could not have gone to space if a woman didn't invent the fuel I didn't ask you to clap, but if you feel like clapping, you might as well do it like a real woman. So many things. So many, I can't, I can't exhaust it. Home security system, color ID, call waiting, what processor, photo enhancement, space station batteries, <laughs> printers, laser cataract surgery, Humane cattle restraints, stem cell isolation, naturally colored cotton. Guess what? 10% of the patents in America are held by women. The reason I've got to lay this foundation is that there are so many women, especially in this generation, who are being pulled out of their true purpose in the name of I must be seen. And you will get caught up in visibility that you will lose out on value. Because visibility is not always value. Look at somebody say women are powerful. When we come to the Bible and look at the Bible, we see the magnificent roles that women played in the Bible. Name any prophet in the Bible and you will see that his life was thoroughly incomplete. His developmental process was not complete without the ministry or the mentoring or the shaping or the investment of a woman. So here you are, Moses. Moses, great man, anointed, powerful, called of God, a mandate upon your life. But you would have died as a baby if a woman didn't have the wisdom to know how to hide you. Do you know something? One thing that women are better at than men, they know how to hide things. Oh yeah. They know how to hide money. Oh, some of y'all are not getting that. Women, have I got a witness on this? They know how to hide valuables. They know how to hide secrets. It's only a woman that can raise your child as your child till the child is married and one day you discover the child is 32 was no be your picking. The way she hides that thing, you're like, we're well, don't side. They should give you the book of life to protect. 
because nobody will photocopy it in your care. Women can hide things. And, and this is the truth. The Bible says the glory of God to do what? Hide a matter. So part of the glory that God has given women is I want to hide certain things. To exercise restraint. To have mysteries that you can release at strategic times. But no, there's a generation that says I must share what I know. Moses, the prophet, we need you hidden for at least 40 years. Many men have died because they didn't have a woman to hide parts of their lives. They shared their testimony in public too often because there was no woman that, that said, I don't think you should say that yet. Either because they've shut the woman up. What do you know? He said, that's the thing. Sometimes a woman knows what she does not know she knows. So she can't articulate it, but she's sensing it. This person will be a bad business partner. And if you're like me, you say, let me test first. <laughs> Until they show you Pepe. And I'll be like, ah, Pepe. But I love women. When people show you Pepe, they will give you tomatoes. To help you neutralize it and turn it into jollof rice. <laughs> High five somebody. Say, we need women. We need women. Moses. You have brought the people out of the promised land. Mighty miracles have happened through your hands. But guess what? When they came out of the promised land and all of them were just exhausted and tired, who raised the song of deliverance? The Miriam, women know how to celebrate. Women know how to express lavishly. Women know how to amplify and magnify. That's why if you're a woman and God has given you a good man, it does not matter what the man has not done. Let every small achievement be a cause to rejoice. Noise it abroad. Put it on your WhatsApp. Are you hearing what I'm saying? You don't deflate him and say, ah, 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 ah. contract. Contract. How much? 600,000. Ah, ah. Yeah, I'm bigger than this now. Even my own salary. My salary. Salary. You praise. How about, how about Samson? The partnership between her father and his father and the mother. There was a, an angelic visitation before his birth. I'm almost sure, the Bible doesn't tell us that, that the person that was more insistent or more careful in keeping what the angel had instructed must have been the woman. Who cares about your hair? Yeah. Have you not seen grown men with cocoa and sari hair? Okay. Woman who's a groomer. How about the New Testament? Timothy said your grandmother Lois, your mother Eunice, the same faith that was there. Of course, men and necessary, I'll talk about that in the place of the woman and the man. But check this what? Before Saul came to father Timothy, why? Watch this. Because destiny by design is to be mothered. Sorry, father, not mothered. I'll explain that. God put the seed in the man. God put the seed in the man. The man and the woman is in the man. The male and the female is in the man. The original creature was not a man and a woman in a woman. Are you getting this? So without the seed, there is nothing for the woman to multiply. And that is why when a lot of women are looking for 
insemination or impregnation or seed, out of desperation sometimes they open up themselves to the wrong seeds and influences. Why? Because a woman gets frustrated when there is nothing to multiply. Oh my goodness. A woman looks for a seed. She's looking for a seed. Before Paul came into the life of Timothy, God preserved Timothy with women. Who was the person that took Moses to Egypt? Pharaoh's daughter. Who raised that? You see, if your daughter tells you as a man, Dad, this is my new baby. You're going to fund this education. You're going to take care. Will you say no? You argue two or three nights. But if that daughter is crying, Son, you hate me, Dad. You hate me. I always knew it. Ah! Ah! That is a gift God gave women. I'm telling you. But it was not supposed to be used for manipulation. It was supposed to be used for intercession. Wailing. Is a sound in intercessory and supplication, intercessory prayer and supplication, willing. And women are more predisposed to willing than men. If a man is willing, he's internal. If you catch him with tears, so women, we need you. You are powerful and you are necessary. And all through the Bible, we see examples, Priscilla, Lydia, Deborah, Esther, Mary Magdalene, Mary of Bethany, Mary the sister of Lazarus, Mary the mother of Jesus, Miriam the prophetess. God has a place for women in his program and his agenda. And one of the things I'm hoping that God will help us do today is to understand how powerful that place is so that we can reclaim that place and not abdicate it in the name of an agenda. The many people in the church have been swept off. Don't forget when the Bible t tells us about the dragon that swept the stars. Let me tell you what the Bible says concerning the dragon. He said the dragon swept the stars with its tail. So he didn't come to confront the stars. He used the part that looked innocent to sweep them away. And I see it. My wife has that fire in her belly. And I've seen it creeping into the church gradually. Where women are leaving the rightful place. And I'll tell you what that place is. It's not necessarily the kitchen. It could include that, but it's not necessarily the kitchen. But the rightful place is a spiritual space. It's a womb. And a major part of it is intercessory travail. That's a major part of it. Isn't it interesting that the businessmen of the world seem to know this more than even Christian men? That in choosing a woman, they're looking for somebody that can pray. And we think it's just, eh, they're just lazy. They're just this. They understand something. That a woman carries a womb. That's why in Yoruba traditional religion, after you differ, they will now go to Iyami Oshoronga. It's a feminine spirit that they do business with because the spirit can multiply seed. Whatever you put into it, it multiplies it. Oh, can you show Yami? <laughs> Boy, somebody gets in this. As powerful as a woman is, the same woman that can help you fulfill your destiny can help you destroy it. That when a woman is on course with you, she can champion your cause. But when she is not on course with you, she will stop championing your cause and start cursing your championship. The 
the same heat and venom. Because women have a greater capacity for pain than men. And pain can be channeled in intercession or it can be targeted for witchcraft and manipulation. Is somebody getting this? That's why the enemy keeps attacking the emotions of women so it can confuse your greatest power. If I can mix, remix, confuse, upset, and scatter your assets, you will think your emotions are a liability when in fact in the hands of Jehovah, they're a great weapon that you can use for kingdom business. The same woman that can build your house. The Bible says a wise woman builds her house, a home, but a foolish one tears it down with her own eyes. Can I also propose this? Not just a foolish woman, even a wise woman that vacates her wisdom and takes on a foolish role can tear that, that home down. Because some of the greatest disservices we've done ourselves happen as a result of us being in the wrong state, not us having the wrong substance. <laughs> In the wrong state. I believe it was William Shakespeare, the old poet and playwright who said, hell had no fury. And if you don't believe it, what's the name of that Tyler Perry movie? Acrimony. This is why women have to be very careful because you can start a greater fire than men can put out. Women can start a fire that men cannot put out. But what's also true, women can start a fire that they cannot put out. This is a great power. The same woman that can seduce you can reduce you. Solomon says that a woman, said by the harlotry of a woman, a man is reduced to a piece of bread. Agege bread. Piece. Not even a whole loaf. Do you know how many bakeries have been decimated by the ministry of women. There are many pastors that cannot confidently stand in front of a congregation like this and preach to a woman because as a woman, man is preaching. <laughs> you know what we did last night? Preach on pastor, I'm feeling you now. I'm feeling you now, pastor. A man is reduced to a loaf of bread. Because of a woman. Watch the fall of kingdoms even in medieval times. A woman was instrumental. Somebody snuck into the place. Because women, many times they can even multiply things before they understand what they're multiplying. That's why watch this. The same power that God has given women must be governed and restrained. Because with great power comes great responsibility. I am almost sure, watch this, that if the devil had come to Adam first, and Adam was the first to eat the apple, he would have died for his wife, not with his wife. Adam, the Bible makes it clear, Adam was not deceived. The woman was deceived. How was the woman deceived? The enemy came to the woman and said, uh, did God really say, if you eat of this, you will die? Don't you know that when you eat of this, watch what, what's going to happen. He says, you're going to have a better life. You're going to be wiser. One of the greatest temptations of women is the promise of a better life. That's why playboys, they know. They'll study a girl and see what the boyfriend is not doing for her. Oh, can I talk right now? Sir, do you have a boyfriend? Yes. How come he's allowing you to enter Uber? Me, I'll drop you. I'll take a... Uh, 
Anyway, Sha, not everybody's like me. He sowed the seed. And because a woman is a multiplier, after she leaves, eh, hey, it's true. Uh-huh. So, just ask me, how was your day? So, how was your day? Who cares? <laughs> Who cares about my day? Why do you allow me enter Uber? I mean, that's the best I can afford right now. Your mates are dropping me here and there. In fact, I, I can't even tell you how many, how many guys collected my number today. Because women also multiply the degree of attention they are getting. Somebody said, okay. Sorry, just to buttress this story. I saw someone sent a WhatsApp message. The person said, I really like to get to know you. The girl was like, don't talk to me. I already have a boyfriend. The guy said, send your account number. I said, I said, I have a boyfriend. Say, send your boyfriend's account number too. That was the end. Is somebody getting something? So the woman is a multiplier. And what baits her is the promise of better. Why? Because her design was configured for better. Watch this. Her design was configured for better. But better not at the expense of the man she was called to help. Better in sync with the covenant that was established with the man. She's wired for more. She's wired for better. She wants more. She wants better. And she deserves better. But women, you have to be careful who is the promisor or promiser. The, who's, legal guys help me. The promisor of better. Watch this. Because many times women are generally not detailed or thorough enough to separate the promise from the promise giver. So someone says, ah, you know what, send me your account number, and then you are quick to send it. Who are you to me? Why exactly are you sending me 100,000 naira in these Buhari days? Because what has happened, too many women have received so many seeds that they cannot complain when it's time for them to reap their harvest. The person who sows in your field has a right to plow the field. What are you, what are you guys doing? It's not table now, it's chair. I'm, I'm shaking chairs. Women, we have to be careful. I know he's a nice guy. I know he's a loving guy. But when it says, I want to buy your ticket to Paris, let it not be that from Paris to Paris to Okbari. He's just a nice guy. Question? Tell me what you... Just a... Thank you. He's just a nice guy. 
ask, is it this nice to everybody? Or does this niceness has accents? Anyo Gufo. Ticks, marks, jots. <laughs> you know what Anyo Gufo is? For the accents, the nuances. What is it about it? Because whenever the devil finds power, watch this, the devil is attracted to power. So whenever he finds power, he does not try to stop power, watch this, because power in the supernatural realm is number one, eternal, and number two is neutral. Power is not good, it's not bad, it's like electricity. Power is not good, it's not bad, but I understand that the power that can light a house can shock the people in it. That's why the Bible says all power belongs to God. So even the power that the devil uses to manipulate people is God's power. But it's a perversion of the direction of that power. This is why somebody can be doing what looks good, but God rejects it. Because there's a difference between power and authority. Power is capacity, is potency, is the wherewithal to get stuff done. Authority is the license to use power. This is why no matter how gifted, charismatic, anointed a woman is, she needs an authority that is a man. Oh yeah. I got to teach you from the Bible now. So yes, have female mentors. As a matter of fact, there are many personal issues that men cannot understand. So have female mentors. But I want to know who's your female mentor submitting to as a man. Because the line of divine distribution is masculine. Jesus did not rewrite it. Isn't it, isn't it interesting? Luke chapter 8. The biggest financiers of Jesus' ministry were women. But he picked 12 disciples. None was a woman. Does it mean that women are not necessary? That's not what it means. It means in the delineation of kingdom government. By divine design. Jesus abolished many parts of Moses' law. He didn't tamper with that one. As nobody's saying amen now. By the way, I'm not saying I don't allow women to teach. That's not what I'm saying. So that, so that means there are no female teachers. No. Paul said, I suffer not a woman to teach the church. So let us sit in subjection at home and learn. There are many things we'll, we'll talk, we'll have a Bible study on that so we can see that. But my understanding of that scripture is the doctrinal stream for a local church is not committed to a woman. So a woman can exhort, a woman can empower, a woman can teach instead or as delegated authority as the norm. I'm not saying there are no extreme examples of course the examples where the founder of a ministry dies or the men have no risen to a certain level or whatever. Those are, those are extreme. Are you following this? So a woman can teach but the doctrinal stream for the church and why is that? He said, I don't suffer a woman to have authority over a man. In other words, spiritually, God esteems teaching as distribution of authority. Yeah. Oh, I've gone way deep now. I just moved from, from the beach. Scuba diving to town. Submarine. But, I, but I'll, I'll teach a bit. That's why when you check the Bible... Many places where you see a woman speaking to the congregation, many places, what's the ministry you see her in? Evangelism and prophecy. 
There are prophets in the Old Testament, the first evangelists. The woman by the well, she was an evangelist. Why? Broadcast. Women can do it better than men. Broadcast. Announcement. So a teaching can be evangelistic. Are you aware of that? So the order is, the pastor teaches, the woman is supposed to come with flair and finesse if she has a calling, not just because she's married to pastor. By the way, I don't believe that because you're married to pastor, you're automatically pastor's wife. Anointing is not transferred through, I can't speak the language I want to speak because there are children here. Callings, ministry calling is not transferred by body fluids. So the woman's ministry must also be proven through faithfulness. My, my wife is a fire preacher. She grew up in a strong house. Great pastors pastored her. I believe that there are many callings upon her life. But when we start, I say, you know what? You're going to be an example of a believer. And people will not just respect you because you're pastor's wife. You will also, by divine delegation, earn your respect. So that your personal respect with respect they have for me and the delegated respect, you have triple respect. Is she doing it? Why would I rob her of that process of proving her calling by just installing? You are highly lifted up. Hello, there is no one like you. <laughs> you have made me go deep. Is somebody getting this? So, does it mean women cannot preach, prophesy? That's not what it is. Miriam was the first person to announce. Women were the first person, the female missionary, John chapter 4. She took a city. All the disciples that Jesus had, none of them are taking a city. Woman took a city. But where did she bring the city? Why, does, why is God protective over teaching? Why does Paul say that? Why is it I've been careful not to invite people to come and teach yet? Because something, a foundational truth has to be solidified in the congregation. So that when you hear poison, you say, no, Peter Amstin teaches that. And I'm preparing you because from October, I'm going to open the pulpit internally and externally, teaching-wise. It's going to be three years. I think I've tried. <laughs> why is God, why is God, why did Paul say, I suffer not a woman to teach? He said, because the woman was deceived, not the man. What it means is, women are more prone to deception. So if they are deceived in doctrine, they will multiply it and get emotionally attached to that doctrine and push it as God said when God didn't say. Men who are married, you have to also be careful when it is your woman says, this is what you must do. This is what, tell her I'm praying. Even when you have the clarity, still spend another one or two months because she needs to learn patience through the suffering of the waiting season and leadership must always emanate from the man. Am I teaching good? Pardon? No, no, no. <laughs> Not at all. It's important. So the woman says, ah, but what if I miss God? In the order of the home, you won't take the punishment, your husband will. Because when the woman missed it, God never comes to say, Eve, Eve, where are you? He's saying, no, Adam, I put you in charge. That's why, men, you have no right to get married until you're willing to take responsibility for the failure of the one you're going to marry. Ransom, you hear what I'm saying? 
David, you get what I'm saying? David is like, I became a man in one service. I saw the look on his face. Like, I'm just a Unilag boy. This is too deep, man. Like, I should go. Yes, because God never said, if, if, if was enjoying herself, strutting amongst the birds. I don't know if she was walking like that. No, trying my best. Like just strutting. Hi, birdie. How are you? Did you enjoy your Quaker oats? Adam, AD, AD baby, come over when you're ready. I've laid the tree branch for us. God does not ask her, what's up? Adam, where are you? Do you know what God said? He said, who told you so? Why? A third-party voice came into that equation. And the woman was not patient enough to run it by her husband. When God gives you a husband, watch this. A husband is a house band. What do you use a band for to hold things together? It means every house is naturally loose until a husband keeps it together. Sloppy, slop. My wife is a great organizer, great manager. Actually, that's one reason why I married her. Because her room and her bed was always neat whenever I went there. And let me tell you, I wasn't going there in the dead of the night. And I was not going there alone. Let me just, I just got to say that some of you don't know the story. But she says something to me. said, when you travel, anytime you're not around, what do you say? Can you, can you say? When I'm around, feel, just generally. Pardon, I'm always around. Yeah. You miss me after one day. And she's just like, there's just something about having you in the house that just helps me. I don't really get it because I miss her when she travels or when we're not together. I really, really miss her. But I can function as if she can seem to do that. Not from a place of dependency or attachment, but divine wiring. Because God said her desire will be to her husband. So it does not matter the height a woman gets to career-wise. If there is no male man, father figure, or husband, she still feels incomplete because the medals look like trash to her. Because a husband patting her on the back, laying hands on her, praying for her, consoling her, is superior to the, the applause of a thousand people. So the enemy wants to dismember all of that. Say, no, women, you've been oppressed. Go and do your own. Go. Do, do, do. And a lot of women have been doing, doing, and they've been done. And they're now undone. Because, done, done, done. Once it done. Done, done, done. Undone. So in our text, oh my God, in our text this morning, how do you preach all of this from John chapter 2? Wedding, that's the stage, the scene is set, is a wedding. And I love what the Bible says in John chapter 2 verse 1, 
He said that Jesus was invited to a wedding in Cana of Galilee. And Jesus' mother was there. Is it interesting that Jesus, the potentate, all power in heaven and earth given to Jesus? In this regard, he had not collected that physically by the transaction of redemption, resurrection, ascension. But he's fully God and fully man. So he has access to all power, even in the state. Somebody goes, eh, but it was easy for Jesus. No. The greater temptation Jesus fa faced was a temptation of self-restraint and governance. The issue of power versus authority. The fact that you have power for something does not mean you have the authority for it. This is the mistake of Uzzah. Uzzah, the ark of God stumbled. He was in a position, watch this, the fact that you're in a position to do something does not mean you're licensed to do it. They were carrying the ark of the Lord on the ox. The ox was rocked because of the pathway. And then all of a sudden, the ark of God is about to fall, but nobody who was not a priest, who was not called, authorized, was supposed to even come near the ark. And Uzzah, just because he had some inclination, some alignment with the priesthood, and because he was close enough, he touched it. See, some people have touched God's work on Twitter. You want to save God's ark, and then you're touching the people that God legalized to do it. If they are wrong, it's God that will measure their own punishment. Same thing, watch this women. And I'm going to get there shortly. That when God gives you a head... You cannot effectively chastise your head and get value out of it. So what do you do? I'll show you what you do. You don't even correct your husband. <laughs> you correct him without correcting him. I'll show you how. Why? Because men don't listen like women listen. Mr. T, am I speaking? Women hear things one way. And am, am I teaching well this morning? Women hear things one way. Men hear things a different way. So that for many women, what you are trying to get them to understand, they will misunderstand it based on how you are presenting it. Couldn't the disciples just walk up and say, God, I want to talk to you. Jesus said, when you want to talk to my father, let me teach you how you should do it. And after Romans 8, it says that we do not even know how we ought to pray as we ought. So I've given you the spirit of my father. So you can know how my father hears. Jesus said, I don't do anything of my own accord. But that which I see my father do. In this wedding, the Bible says that Mary, the mother of Jesus, was there. Can I propose to you that your greatest calling in life is not really being a preacher or a teacher. Your greatest calling in life is family, whether it's spiritual or biological. How do I know? God's greatest title is not George. He's not high priest. He's not king. His greatest title is what? Father. What's fatherhood? Family. That's why any ministry where family is decimated or disintegrated, you are building something that is an expression of an antichrist. 
because when Christ came into the earth, through, through much of the Bible, he's called the Son of God or the Son of Man, family. Mother of Jesus was there. It's not an instructor of the very first miracle. Family showed up for the establishment of another family. Was everybody was happy that Jesus is here? Give, give, me, give me some beats. There's no time. Once everybody was grooving and jiving, da, 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 da. Jesus was hanging out, you know, taking photographs. Hey, J-Man, you're the J-Man from J-Town or B-Town. Uh-uh. You're the guy running things. I read about in Jerusalem Chronicles yesterday. They said you healed three people. Okay, I didn't have done any miracle, public miracle yet. Analogy gone wrong. <laughs> Your mother said that you're really cool like that and all of that. Do you know? That the Bible does not tell us in his natural cognition that Jesus knew that the wine had finished. It was a woman that noticed. When wine is running out in the space, women notice it faster than men. That's why for many women, like I used example of a relationship earlier, you know when there's no juice in that relationship, you know. You know. Yeah, just four minutes. It used to be wine. Now, you're buying nutrici to color it. So it's... You say it's still working. It's working. It's working. Onaga. Onaga. Mary noticed when the wine had run out. And do you know what Mary did? Tino, come be my Jesus. You won't be my Jesus in Jesus' name. <laughs> Mary comes to Jesus and said, Jesus, they've run out of wine. But you need to know my time. Oh, this is a very sensitive Jesus. <laughs> he said, but you know it's not my time. Well, okay. That's not the tone of the text. The tone of the text is, waiting, concern, you concern. That's the tone of the text. The tone of the text is, so, Jesus, they've run out of wine. Ah, mommy, Alpha, you started again. I, it's not my business. Well, if they drink, they drink. If they don't see wine, maybe they go out. Maybe they go out. Wafi Jesus, Ross J. Please proceed. Thank you. I, I, I wanted to see what happens here. <laughs> Thank you. I'm watching my time. They've run out of wine. And she goes to Jesus. If we're going to be tender hearted, if we're going to fulfill the calling of God upon our lives, as women and as multipliers, the first spot of call for any crisis in our space is not social media, is Jesus. Because for some of us, people can plot the graph of our emotional reality by checking our WhatsApp story. or Instagram post or Twitter timeline we can measure your emotional energy what we don't see because sometimes to learn what we ought to see in the text we have to think about what we do not see so we're not told that Mary all of a sudden got a group of girls together <laughs> this man they don't know anything we got wine 
we just have our wine when they are ready the eyes will be open she comes to Jesus Jesus they've run out of wine a tender heart is more concerned about the lack of others than the ego of themselves I'll teach on the tender heart more exhaustively next week I was thinking of a second service I'll teach you a second service I'll teach it to myself so Darren let's talk about five points of a tender heart one one she comes to Jesus and Jesus rebukes her watch this she has the maternal power and scientific power information knowledge but Jesus has the authority how do I know that she was subjected to Jesus's authority because she does not run away to go and make her own plans to immediately say ah Jesus you're not taking this seriously no problem I'm cuckoo your mother do you know that when Mary was alive, she would have a lot of bragging rights? Yeah. You know the way some of you do right now is somebody who has blown on Instagram. Ah, was my flatmate. Was my classmate. This one, he was my womb mate. <laughs> womb seed. So, I'm, the, I'm Mary. Ah, which Mary? The mother of just, oh my God! Mary, can I hug you? Like, just try to imagine it. Star struck. She does not leverage her social power to say to the servants, I've told Jesus, so this is Jesus. Jesus is proud. She doesn't know anything. Before she saw any, he saw any angel, an angel appeared to me. Angels have been talking to me before you were born. Which is true, isn't it? Ah, kurubente ojoye. In other words, the kurubente of that day. What's kurubente? small small smally of that time he says the kuru bente of that day now nobody can talk to him shoulder pad ministries she does not watch what she does not do she does not color be the servants i don't know if that's the right word i know <laughs> you sup and say okay servants jesus is too busy do you know what some people do today? Jesus does not care about you. That's why it's not sensitive enough to know when you need wine. Never do that to your family. Some mothers have turned their children against their fathers. So I've been telling your father to pay for this one, to pay for that one. Some of you don't need it now, but it makes sense in three years. And you create a rift in the home, thinking that the women love you, the children love you. Not knowing, see, so you never win in a home by dividing it. Never. That's why when Paul speaks to the church in Ephesians 4, he says, endeavoring to keep the unity of the spirit and the bond of peace. In other words, if you have to sacrifice your manifestation of spiritual gifts, sacrifice it, but unify that thing. Because God is, first of all, Father, Son. That's unity. That's the highest thing. That's why Paul says, my children for whom I travel unto Christ before me, in another place it says, I bow my knees before the Father, uh, in whose the God and Father of Lord Jesus Christ, in whose name the families on the earth. So what does Mary do? Mary says, whatever he tells you to do, what should you do? Do you know that Mary didn't even know what Jesus was going to say? Jesus? You know, I believe that Jesus had done miracles in the house. I believe so. Jesus, yes, mommy. 
Jesus, some of you can imagine Jesus saying, yes, mommy. My, my wife says all the time, say, I can't imagine you seated in the lecture theater and receiving lectures. Because she's always seen me teaching in public. And many times, big audiences or advanced audiences. So in her mind, she goes, ah, you were in a hot laboratory wearing white lab coats. You are running for tutorial classes. Some of us can't say, Jesus, Jesus! Do you know what it means? Jesus never said, mm, mm, mm. Mommy, your own is too much. But Jesus will go to the, to the dishwasher. They didn't have any dishwasher. Miracles, man. Oh, please come help me with this. Whilst James's brother and the other brothers would be washing. Bah, bah, bah. Jesus. The dishes are clean. Ah, ah, Jesus is not true. Mary goes to look at the clay dishes now, not China where, because China was nowhere. <laughs> China where, not China where, clay where. Crockery from Galilee, crockery store. And not only will Mary see that the plates were clean, as in clay, that was reflecting your face. <laughs> you all miss that. The ones that were cracked before, Jesus don't fix them. Why could she make a public demand on Jesus' power? Because she had a private experience with Jesus' person. It is difficult. So there be spontaneous worship sometimes or in a, in a heat of worship or prayer. I throw a microphone at some of you. Most people I throw a microphone at, either I've ministered to them personally or with them, or I know there's something prophetically on the inside of them. Are you seeing this now? So what is the maternal influence we see here? She demonstrated, demonstrated our trust in the Lord. She led other people to demonstrate their trust in the Lord. Even though the Lord by natural affiliation was supposed to be a subset of our person, she understood the dignity that the, womb, that the man was carrying, that this boy that I raised is no longer a boy. He's a son and not just my son, the son of God. So I give him trust on credit even before he performs. Women, when we raise our children, we cannot call them Oloshi. Because if we call them Oloshi, which means the owner of the king of Oshi, of rubbish, that has made us the queen mother of nonsensity. Women, we cannot call our husbands when they are going through just because he's been out of work for three years. By the way, men, if you are out of a job for three years, you should not be out of work for that long. Because you don't need a job to do some work. What can I trade? If I can't trade my time, I can trade my skills. If I can't trade my skills, I can trade my energy. If I can't trade my energy, I can trade my wisdom. If I can't trade my wisdom, I can leverage my network. God forbid, but I told my wife, I says, God forbid, if anything happens to us financially, and we still have a car, I will pack all the books I've written from 2008, put them in the boot of a car, I'll carry a loudspeaker with music and all the songs I've released, and tell people, see, I'm not a beggar, I've done stuff in my life. <laughs> Just buy my book. Because value has been created, and value is universal. Let me tell you something. My first trip to America some years ago, you know, they're very skeptical your first time coming to America and all of that, especially when you are not Eddie Morphy, you're coming to America. <sighs> first time, 
So, so you know, immigration, this, da, 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 all of that. And then they looked through my stuff and they saw my books. Just do it and that one from 2008. See, you wrote this book? You wrote this book, man? Oh, you're the dog. <laughs> so I'm not a dog, I'm the author. <laughs> that, they were really thrilled. Were really, so you saw this book online, it's on Amazon. <laughs> I'm like, uh, what's that? They think, please. But value, the woman does not denigrate Jesus. Even though, watch this. She is not even wife, she's mother. And you know that many mothers seem to exercise more rights than even the wives. I believe the story exists for those purposes that even when you mother great nations, you must respect who God has made them. And there are many of us, our hearts have become kicked and baked and toughened because of the issues we've gone through. Next week I'll deal with that. I couldn't touch it today. I'll deal with that, a tender heart, and how the heart freezes from hurt and fear and shame and all of that. Can somebody please help me wonder, answer this question. In all of all the great things in Mary's life, where was our mother? Yes. Who was Mary's mother? Who knows? Maybe she was rejected at the moment. As the Yoruba transcribers would say on African Magic Yoruba, she has been impregnated. Pregnanted. Who has impregnated? You know, during those trans, transcriptions, like comedy show. What do we do as mothers, as women? We are mothers. What's the word says the mother of all living is Eve? What does that mean? We are managers. In other words, our husband can be going through crisis, but outsiders don't need to know. Oh, are you here? Our children might be doing so bad. And even though they are so, what's support groups even online, it's not all your family problems to share on WhatsApp. Ha, he, my husband, 10 million naira, oh, he's going to die. In fact, right now, me, I'm going to sell my kidney so I can sell it for 2.5 million. But the remaining 7.5 million, how will I do it now? Who did she speak to? Jesus! First Corinthians, first Corinthians 11 verse 3. Let me show you something as we close. Did someone get something this morning? First Corinthians 11. From verse 1 anyway. Imitate me. How? Where does the authority of, of Peter originate from? Christ. So as long as I'm submitted to that authority, what should you do as well? Because it's a pattern, which means that if I'm here and you're submitted to me, as I'm submitted to Christ, we are all aligned. Isn't that so? And then it says in verse 2, Now I praise you, brethren, that you remember me in all things and keep the traditions, just as I deliver them to you. I'll speak about this at a later time. Traditions. Do you know that Paul, who was the most untraditional person, said I delivered certain traditions are, are you seeing this now so not all traditions are bad <laughs> you know people quote and say Jesus said you have made the word of God non-effect by your traditions yes which of the traditions made the word of God non-effect because after Jesus came Paul passed on certain traditions so you got to read the Bible not from a place of excitement and isolating verses but from a scholastic scholastic exploration of the full book to understand 
what it is God is saying at what times, in what context, to what people, for what reason. Verse 3, this is important now. But I want you to know, let's read it together. But I want you to know that the head of every man is who? The head of woman is who? And the head of Christ is who? So when, let, let's dramatize this. Hello, please come. This is my wife. I'm my head. Watch this. Because I am her head, God also expects me to be our head. Are you seeing that? Now that ahead may not be I have more money, but I can see further what her more money can do for us. And for the big picture of God. Is that Biola Daniel? My God is good to see you, man. Are you seeing this? So I might not be earning more than she is than her, but I'm seeing clearer. Are you following this? But my authority does not... I'm so sorry about this. Can, can you be here? My authority does not derive from myself. This is the reason does not derive from myself. If it were to derive... Face, face my direction. If it was to derive from myself, the moment I miss it and she misses it, what's going to happen? We're all going to drift and fall. Are you following this? Now God is invisible. He comes as visible man becomes Jesus Christ. God is the head of Christ and Christ demonstrates this for us. What does Christ say? It says, I do nothing of my own accord. That which I see the Father do, is this mine or mine? That which I see the Father do, that's what I do. He's laying a pattern and that pattern is this is the way God does things. That even though Christ has exactly the same power as the Father, exactly, Philippians 2, he didn't count equality with God to be robbery. In other words, he's not a sheju for him to leverage divine power. That's what that means. He's not chewing, biting more than he can chew by being equal with God. He's equal with God in essence, but in predecence or precedence, it's not equal. There's an order, precedence. Not excellence or superiority. Precedence. So it says, that which I say the Father do, that's what I do. So man has to, that's what Jesus does. Man, for him to lead woman aright, what's got to happen? Focus on Christ. Who shall come be the devil? For the purpose of this illustration. Whilst I'm looking at Jesus Christ, or listen to the obedience to the word of Christ, the word of God. And the devil comes to tempt. Tempt. <laughs> Try to tempt my wife. <laughs> Fire. <laughs> I will use Romans 13. It said he bears not the sort of judgment in vain. In other words, the only time God authorizes humans to use weaponry is when they operate in political office. Are you seeing that? You don't know you're allowed to kill people because they want to kill your, your children. You don't know that. He said that he bears not the sword of judgment in vain. He's talking about political offices, rulership. But in the house, who is the chief politician? 
husband, you carry gun. <laughs> Don't let me say what I want to say right now. Not you, obviously, because you're a sensible man. So, so. <laughs> Everybody to close now. If I keep looking at Jesus and she's following me, watch this. If I'm full of the light of Christ and she's full of the light of Christ, there is no better, come, come over here. There is no better that he can present that she will agree for. Because I've filled her life not only with the value of the present but also of the vision of the future. So, where there are gaps, there is room for a third party. This is why even as mothers, you must be careful when your emotions and feelings start shifting from your husband to your children. When a woman says, I'm just doing it because of the children, it's the children, it's the children. That marriage is almost dead. They're just using the children as life support. And the moment the children fly on their own way, that's why people can be married for 30 years. But the moment the last child graduates from university, they're out. What it also means is, if I'm not looking at Christ, and she's looking at Christ, she will try to run in her capacity and her ability. And do you know what? That same urge that she has to multiply, no matter what she does, it will multiply nothing, nothingness. Because the delegation, now I'm saying there are exceptions, there are always exceptions. But I'm talking about the structure of the family and the home. Have you seen many times, have you seen many times when the man is not there either as an absentee father or the casualty of life or whatever and the woman has to bear so much. Many times the woman lives a stressed life. Have you seen that? She was not designed to carry that. That's why no matter how tough it is, do you know what Mary said? I'm not going to argue with this guy. I trust his judgment. I believe that what Mary was doing was saying, Father, talk to your son. What's the power of the woman? Intercessory power. Intercession moves the woman's power into influence by engaging divine authority. That's the whole point of this message. The authority does not lie with the woman. It lies with the man. When the man abdicates authority, God picks up the authority. That's why when a, woman, when a woman's husband dies, God literally becomes a husband. For those of you who have lost your fathers, I hope you tap into the, the fatherhood, the paternity of God. God will breach the space in the families of the earth. That's why he sets even the solitary in families. That's why there's no future in isolation. Inheritance cannot be passed in isolation. Character cannot be developed in isolation. Strength cannot be developed in isolation. The fruit of the spirit. In isolation, the future is reduction. Because things decay by degeneration in isolation. So when your husband is going, acting out of character, or the authority figure, not just your husband, go to the final authority through intercession. Even Paul, who fathered the church, couldn't mother the church without intercession. That's why I said, my little children, for whom I do what? Travail until Christ was formed. Travail is a female word 
for birth pangs. In other words, Paul is a great preacher, but the same preaching has limitation without intercession. The stickiness of a message is not in the articulation of the preacher. It's in the prayer room of the preacher. That's what makes it last long, not just taste good. Oratory can make it taste good, but what sediments in your spirit, what gets distilled is prayer. And it's not until Christ performed, you know why? Teaching and preaching will reveal Christ, but intercession forms Christ. Christ is not formed without intercession. We're going to pray together for all the women and with all the women. If you've been blessed today, can you just raise your hands and put your hands together and glorify God? I don't understand this clapping in slow motion. As we race to a close, I just wanted to talk to the Father and just thank Him for making you a man if you're a man and thank Him for making you a woman if you're a woman. Also thank Him for the visions that He has given to you. I don't want any woman walking out of here thinking I'm saying that God cannot give you a vision. That's not what I'm saying at all. Thank Him that for that vision, the appointed male figures concerning your life will bear the government's administrative power and leadership. Jesus does not respond to the need of the people, even though there was a real need for wine. So men, don't be led by the needs in your home. Don't be led by the needs in your community. Jesus said, until my time has come. And do you know what? In that same wedding, his time came. And when his time came, do you know everybody still drank that wine? That thing that the mother really wanted at that time? Everybody still drank it. A God-led man will never leave his family stranded. A God-led man will never leave his household without supply. Can we pray as men, Lord, let me surrender to you. The reason we marry praying wives is not because we don't want to pray, but because whilst we're fighting, in the marketplace, in the minor field of ministry, we need backup. We need backup. I love it when people pray for me, but I'm extra, extra refreshed when my wife prays for me. I'm extra refreshed when my mother prays for me. I love it when people say, oh, you know what, I was blessed by the message, but when my wife says that, it refreshes me in a different way if you're a woman can you pray to the Lord say Lord expand my understanding of my role God used Deborah the only female judge but do you know that Deborah's first introduction was wife of Lapidoth and mother in Israel because by design you are a mother by design you are a nurturer by design you are an intercessor by design your womb do you know your womb can expand and shrink now those women can expand internally and shrink internally. Lord, help us to be models of truth. I'm going to pray shortly, but I'll ask my, my wife to pray as she's inspired. Pray for the women and also for the men, for everybody as you are led. Lord, will help us fulfill our ministries at home, in the local church and everywhere. 
My Father and my God, we thank you because you had a perfect plan and purpose when you created each and every one of us. Father, I pray first that we will find our calling, our assignment, our fulfillment and our identity in you in the name of Jesus. Father, I pray for us as women, O oh Lord, that we will not take the narrative of the world, we will not just take the narrative of the culture, we will not take the narrative of our mistakes, we will not take the narrative of our past, we will not take the narrative of every picture that has not been painted by you, O oh God. But Father, we have a heart that is positioned towards your narrative in the mighty name of Jesus. And Father, we stay in our place. We take our place, O oh God. And the many channels that you have opened for us, even in that place, Father, we will walk in them in the mighty name of Jesus. We will not walk in competition with our brothers, with the men that you have positioned around us in the mighty name of Jesus. We will not have an attitude of rudeness. We will not have an attitude of arrogance. We will not have an attitude of competition in the mighty name of Jesus. But Father, in love, we will walk with one another in the mighty name of Jesus. We decree and declare, O oh God, that if there is any limitation in our lives, based on our past, based on the narrative, based on whatever it might be, we decree and declare that we are jet propelled into the liberty that Christ has set us free in, in the mighty name of Jesus. We are not a part of the 21st century feminist movement because we know that we are already free in Christ. We know that we already have value and purpose. And so the world responds to that in the name of Jesus. We give you all the glory, Father, for the men in this house. Indeed, they are kings. Indeed, they are men of power. They are men of authority. But they are also men of sensitivity. They are men of love. They are men of understanding, wisdom, and direction in the mighty name of Jesus. They are men who sit at the city gates and make decisions that do not lead people astray, but lead them into their places of purpose in the mighty name of Jesus. I thank you for men that are strong and equipped at their work, at their purpose, at their jobs, in their finances, in their esteem, with their ego in the mighty name of Jesus. That you bind everything together beautifully, beautifully for them that when they find the women that are sisters or aunties or mothers and wives more importantly oh god that father they will not just be dictators but they'll be leaders of that influence even by love in the mighty name of jesus thank you father for homes that are coming together in this place even the ones that are being birthed here that they will be homes that will not join the statistics of divorce they'll be homes that will not join the statistics of this marriage thing is difficult but father there will be model homes exemplary homes in the mighty name of Jesus. We give you all the glory and the, all the praise, Father, because our hearts are set on you. And even as we follow you, we follow you into purpose. In Jesus' mighty name, I've prayed. Amen. We're still standing in agreement. If you're a woman here, please place your hand on your head. If you're a man and your wife is here, I wanted to put your hand on top of your wife's hands on, our, on her head. And I wanted to bless that woman. You know, for many of us, God will bless us with wives that are more competent than us in many areas. But no matter how competent she is, I tell you what, she still needs your affirmation. She needs your validation. You know, I mentioned earlier that how do you correct a man? Of course, you can correct your husband. Do you know how you correct your husband? Intercession. Honey, you know what I was thinking about this? I don't think you should. Appealing. That appealing changes your power to influence. Power is just power until it becomes influence. But when you appeal to his authority, it does not mean you are a second class. It means you're a wise woman. That's what it means. And that's the same thing we do when we pray as a church. In the relationship between Christ and the church, the church is female. We don't tell Christ what to do. You know, we appeal to him. We supplicate. We supplicate. That's true strength. 
true strength is the one that may not always be seen sometimes a seen may not always be seen but it determines what's being seen what's what's that's why you have in politics people like Nancy Pelosi you have people like Hillary Clinton yes you're gonna have more and more women come to the surface but it must never be at a cost of the depth that they bring to the homes of the marriages pray for your wife I believe there's an open window I'm going to bless my wife off the microphone now speak that inventions will come out of her inventions scientific inventions breakthroughs don't say well she's in the legal industry she's in banking anything can come out of her Can you stand every woman? I just want to proclaim prophetic blessings. Every woman in the house. I believe this is a, a, an hour, a moment of destiny. I wish we had enough time for me to minister, but we're so far spent in time. The Lord is going to expound it. I sense, watch this very strongly, that the Lord wants to use many women in this place to do three things. Number one, that you will raise, I'm talking about biological now, biological, adopted or whatever, prophets. And some of those boys, prophets and prophetesses, some of those boys and girls don't even look like that now. That's one. Number two, I really hear inventions. Inventions. 
I don't know whether it's computer software, technology. This reading stuff, you know, many times I don't reference secular things when I'm preaching or teaching. It's not like it's wrong. You just want to be, you know, make sure you're teaching the Bible and you're not being a motivational speaker, right? But the Lord led me in that direction today and I'm hearing in my spirit witty inventions. And it's not going to be, and I want to be careful. If the Lord says organize a program, please do it, run by the relevant authorities and all of that. But I'm sensing something very strongly, that what God wants to give women is not going to be in a program. I'm sensing it very, very strongly. It's going to be intercessory incubation. Let me use a secular example. Okonjaiwela has been appointed the, what's that thing called now? Advisory, the chairman of the Advisory Council of the Economic of South Africa. She's not South African. She's been quiet since she left. Are you seeing what I'm saying? Your greatest things will come from quiet. The Bible says in quietness and confidence shall be your. This is what the devil is trying to do. He's trying to give women counterfeit strength in noise making. That's what he's trying to do. He will always replace the gold with brass. So the untrained eye, brass and gold look alike until the weather comes and all of a sudden, panda, you know panda, thick. There's a ring I used to have on my, this hand before I got married. It was my virginity ring. I love the ring. I now named it virginity ring. It's a reminder that I should be a virgin too. I remember one of my protégés said, Pastor David, can you give me a virginity ring so I can stay pure? Perhaps. Anyway, but that ring, one of my greatest investments ever. When I buy it, Yaba, by the road. How much? 200 naira. When I buy it, about 2008 or 2006, I think. We got married 2014. It did not fade at all. Some of the fadeless things don't have to cost you your life. God can give them to you as a gift of grace in the secret place. Paul's letters, I keep quoting it because it blesses me and I, I, I think I'm a Paul in a dimension to an age of the church. So it blesses me that Paul's letters were never because of an ambition to write a book. He wrote them in chains and I'm writing this with chains in my hand, some of those letters. Those letters are more read than almost any, in fact, than any best-selling book in the world. So this thing called kingdom is not I set a target. I must publish 100 books in my life. It's not how it works. It is, Lord, what are you showing me now? This is what I see, Lord, and this is what I desire, but I yield it to you. It's not do or die. Do you know how many book projects I've postponed? I was telling Lavida yesterday. Kenneth works with me. Do you know how many book projects, how many seminars, how many trainings, how many things? Because a yielded heart cannot be stuck on its own goals and ambitions. It cannot. That's self-serving. Because of the children, you move some things. Because of the wife, you move some things. Because of the church, you move some things. But when you keep moving at some point because you've served people in private they will honor you in public is the system of god i want to pray number number two is that and number three is this i see that the lord is about to bring explosive influence that is going to come from this intercessory flow so number one you will raise prophets number two inventions i don't know what it is policy documents software maybe games i don't know but inventions will come out of this thing and number three, influence. I proclaim as the appointed governmental authority over this local assembly that there is such a release of prophetic power right now in the name of Jesus. 
the prophetic power of God explodes over every atmosphere of your life, over every space in your life, then more than ever before, you will crave God. Your taste buds are activated to long after the manifest presence of God. I proclaim concerning you that more than ever before, the prophetic power is exploding in your belly. It was a woman that told Naaman, Naaman with all his authority and paraphernalia of power. A woman said, I know a prophet. From today, in that domestic environment, your influence grows. The difference between command and influence is that command has to assert itself. But things give way to influence. The things you have struggled to get, the things you have struggled to build, the things you have struggled to convince your husband, your boss, authority figures in your life, because you will begin to intercede now. They will drop in your laps. They will flow in your direction. Like Miriam, you will prophesy and a nation will turn your prophecy into a song. Like Deborah, after proving faithful domestically, when the need arises in the day of battle, when the need arises and the Lord prompts your heart, you will lead a nation to battle and you will conquer. You will not be frustrated out of your God-given marriage. You will not get weary of interceding. Wherever the enemy has polluted and perverted your emotions, making you regret how emotional you are, today we retrieve your power, we reclaim your power, we recover your power in the name of Jesus Christ. Your emotions are not a liability, they are just looking for instruction and direction. By prophetic instruction, I realign your emotions to divine vision. I realign your inner resources to government, to leadership. For those who are trusting God for a husband, you will not marry a lesson. You will marry a blessing. You will not marry a horse. You will marry a husband. Your eyes are trained. Because you will give yourself to intercession. Because you will bathe your eyes with the vision of God. When you see the right man, you will not be confused. Because your eyes are trained to see God. You will see the man in God that God has prepared from before the foundations of the earth. Today, by divine legislation, I evict every joker from the garden of your life. I reject every playboy, manipulator, schemer, every Jacobian influencer, every person tickling your fancy, giving you the promise of a better life, not knowing it will lead to a pit. We dethrone them. Wherever your emotions have gone into misalignment, where you have begun to lust after another man or to lust in any way, we speak freedom. Inventions! Yes, we are kingdom influencers, but we shall also be called kingdom inventors. I proclaim it for the men and for the women. A release of inventions. A release of creative ideas. 
a release of supernatural ideas in fashion in photography in media in filmmaking in politics in food technology in agriculture in information technology in software in curriculum creation men arise in power men you will no longer be the tail you are the head men you rise in power our men rise in power our men rise in authority our men rise to responsibility men will no longer play catch up awake 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 in vision awake in revelation awake in authority in the name of jesus we have prayed somebody give god praise and glory Shake a woman, shake a man. Shake a, shake a woman, say you're the woman. Not you're the man. Shake a woman, say you're the woman. Whew. I don't know about it, but I was so blessed this morning. The generation is rising on an emerging generation of kings. To join this growing community of kings, visit www.kingdomcentral.org and send your full name and email address to 0908-123-4566. One more thing, someone you know needs this. Kindly share this how.